Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of Unranked with Logan Kelleher. Um, and just going to go over briefly some action that happened in week 11 of college football. Uh, like always, the week starts with MAC um, action or MACTION. Um, had a few games starting on Tuesday, as I mentioned last episode, Buffalo beat Kent State. Um, 48 to 14. And then on Wednesday, Miami beat Ohio and Northern Illinois beat Toledo. And then on Thursday, we had our first, um, power five conference game. It was Wake Forest playing North Carolina state on the road and North Carolina state could not win at home. And it was Wake Forest with the backup quarterback in, they won 27 to 23 and their quarterback for that game was Jamie Newman, who was three yards shy. He was a redshirt sophomore, three yards shy of 300 for the game, three touchdowns, no interceptions, also ran for 44 yards, um, had a complete game there to help give the Deacons a victory. And on the other side, Ryan Finley, who is the leading passer in the ACC, um, another 300-yard game, 374 yards, but could only manage one touchdown there, had one interception, but also added a touchdown on the ground. Um, As a team, North Carolina State held to 47 rushing yards, um, had to to work through the air, and Wake Forest ultimately won that game. So on Friday, we get get into a little bit more ranked action. Um, Syracuse uh, did what they needed to do. They they are not playing for... um, a division title or to get into conference championship. They're just playing to get in as good of a bowl as they can. And they're help. They helped out with a 54 to 23 victory over Louisville. Uh, dominant offensive effort. Um, definite dominant offensive effort there. And then later that night, Fresno state uh, went into Idaho to take on Boise state. Um, and Boise State won at home uh, 24 to 17 to beat the ranked Fresno State Bulldogs. Um, so it's so there. Uh, Fresno State and Boise State each trying to win or each trying to win their divisions in the Mountain West. They're on opposite sides, but Boise State one game behind Utah State, who won later. Later in the or later in the weekend on Saturday, but we'll get to that. Um, Boise State five and one in the conference now. Fresno State as well five and one, but Fresno State in the lead on their side. So both teams trying to win out and might play each other again. So this was a good preview for that. Also, or so then getting on to Saturday, um, start off the game with a uh, very um, offense offensive heavy game between. Uh, SMU in Connecticut. Um, SMU came into this game uh, hoping that they could continue their winning. Um, we're three and two in the conference coming into this game. Um, trying to, trying to, uh, they were a game behind Houston. I guess I should say. Um, they win the game. They. Are now four and two in the conference, five and five overall. So they they got back to five hundred, um, but they now ha- are tied with Houston and Tulane 
for the top spot in the American Athletic West. Uh, in that game, it was the running backs for SMU, um, six rushing touchdowns in that one, uh, 100-yard games for both Xavier Jones, who had his first two touchdowns on the season, as well as Kamon Freeman, who had three touchdowns, and then Braden West as well. What Their leading rusher carried it five times for four yards, but added a touchdown. And then on Connecticut's side, the uh, one of the leading rushing quarterbacks in college football, David Pindell, threw for 215, ran for 181, had six total touchdowns, four through the air, two on the ground. And Kevin Mensah, the running back, added 184 on the ground and a touchdown. David Pindell went over 1,000 yards on the season rushing. Um, he's got 10 rushing touchdowns as well, uh, but Connecticut 1-9, struggling to turn that strong QB rushing attack into a powerful offensive piece. So we get, we get into um, some more of the... Uh, some more of the games. Um, Ohio State and Michigan State were playing, and Michigan State needed to win this game to have a chance of getting into the uh, Big Ten Championship game. Um, Ohio State uh, played really well. They won 26-6, and Mike Weber put 104 yards up against the best rushing defense in the nation. And on the side of Michigan State, they were only able to accumulate 54 yards on the ground. Uh, Brian Lewerke and Rocky Lombardi each shared some action at QB. Both did not play very great games. And Ohio State and and the whole team advanced to nine and one, and are six and one in the in the Big Ten. So they are a game behind Michigan, and they will play each other. In two weeks' time, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, um, and that could that could be that or should be what decides the Big Ten East. Um, the Big Ten West has already decided, and we'll get into that in a little bit. So, next thing going on: UCF beat Navy thirty-five to twenty-four to continue their winning streak. They are now twenty-two games into it. Um, and then some some other action happened that doesn't really play any contributors into conference championships except until TCU and West Virginia. And TCU was actually in the race to possibly win the Big 12, but it was a stretch. And they're, they're out of it now. Uh, West Virginia won the game 47-10. Um, uh, Will Greer had another, another good day at quarterback. And so West Virginia tied, tied with Oklahoma for first in Texas and Iowa State, not too far behind. Um, West Virginia, Will Greer, 343 yards through the air, three touchdowns. Um, and Petaway and McCoy had three touchdowns, Petaway one and McCoy two on the ground. And, and like the Big 12 has been known to produce another offensive heavy game. So another game from the American Athletic, Memphis won. Uh, they are still in the race for the West Division crown at 3-3 three and three in the conference, behind Houston, SMU, and Tulane at 4-2, and two, as mentioned before. They beat Tulsa 47-21, another strong performance 
from Daryl Henderson, one of the top running backs in college football. Henderson ran for 166 yards with two touchdowns. Backup and the backup running back added 96 yards and a touchdown. Uh, that was Patrick Taylor Jr., who has 10 touchdowns on the season behind Henderson. So a strong rushing attack for them for Memphis as they are trying to claw their way back into the race there. Uh, Wisconsin and Penn State played each other. Penn State out of the contention for the Big Ten East, but Wisconsin was in contention for the Big Ten West, and they are out of it now due to, the, due to this loss. Uh, Northwestern secured their spot with their victory, and Wisconsin already lost. So Wisconsin and Penn State each now just playing for a bowl game. Um, some more action. Uh, Iowa State beat Baylor 28-14, still in the race. Pittsburgh beat Virginia Tech. So now Pittsburgh, and with that win, knocked off a lot of the teams still trying to win that Coastal Division. So now it is just between Pittsburgh and Virginia. Pittsburgh won that game against Virginia Tech 52-22, to and like they do every week, they had a strong rushing attack between Quadre Olison and Darren Hall. Darren Hall went over 200 yards last week. This time it was Quadre Olison who went over 200 yards and three scores. Olison had 235 yards, three scores. Darren Hall had 186 yards and a touchdown on only seven carries. So another good rushing performance for them. They win the game. Michigan beats Rutgers to stay up top in the in the Big Ten East. Uh, Northwestern, as mentioned, beat Iowa. Iowa was, was actually ranked 21st, Northwestern unranked. But with that victory, Northwestern is now sitting pretty at the top of the West. And if they lose out, it does not matter. They won the Big Ten West, so they will either play Michigan or Ohio State in the early weekend in December. Um, a good game out of the Big 12 was Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Oklahoma won by one. Oklahoma State went for a two-point conversion to try to just end the game and not send it into overtime. They failed. Um, it was a very high-powered offense game. Um, on Oklahoma's side, they had two running backs go over 100 yards. Kennedy Brooks had 165 and three scores. Trey Sermon had 124 and two scores. Kyler Murray passed for 349 yards, only one touchdown, as opposed to Taylor Cornelius for Oklahoma State, who threw for 501 yards, three scores. And Chuba Hubbard ran for 104 yards and three scores. Justice Hill ran for 35 yards and a score. And and a receiver that we should mention, Tylen Wallace for Oklahoma State, caught 10 passes for 220, 220 yards and two scores. So Oklahoma State out of the race and Oklahoma tying tied with West Virginia for the first place spot in that big 12, but two teams. Now the top two teams play each other. So teams could or Oklahoma at the top, but due to that, due to that, there are still some contenders there. So moving on with the action, uh, Kentucky lost to Tennessee. They were already out of contention for the division crown, but Kentucky ranked 11th, lost to unranked and struggling Tennessee. So now, so now it's just Kentucky needs to piece together their 
season or else they will um or they 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 have been having a good season it would be tough to see them see them lose this late in the season and not get to where they want to be as a team because they worked way too hard for something like this to happen so so later on in the night Alabama another shutout against a Pretty good Mississippi State defense. The offense of Mississippi State couldn't do anything. They're a strong running attack, and that does not bode well for teams when they play Alabama. Alabama secures that victory. Um, Washington State wins against Colorado. So in the in the Pac-12, Washington State still at the top, and Washington now the only team that has a chance to win the North as well. So that game at the end of the season could be a deciding factor of who wins the North if Washington state and Washington each win next week. And then for Colorado, they were in, they were at least in the race for the South, but are now out entirely. They've lost five straight, um, two and five in the pack 12. So season uh, is tough for them now. Um, next, next up was Appalachian state. They beat Texas state. Uh, Texas State was in it as a long shot. Um, they're now out of it. Uh, and Appalachian State, a game behind Troy in the in the East. And then Tulane beat East Carolina. And that, uh, that victory, along with Houston's loss, uh, tied them for that first place spot. Um, Utah State beat San Jose State. Uh, 64 to 22. So Utah State still at the top spot in in the Mountain West Conference. The the um, the Mountain Division there, uh, and then Arkansas State beat Coastal Carolina. So Arkansas State is still yeah still in in the race for the West in the Sun Belt, and then so is. Uh, Louisiana Monroe, they beat South Alabama, and they actually have the they are actually at the top of the West at four and two. Uh, Louisiana Lafayette at three and three, and Arkansas State at three and three in the conference as well. So could come down to these final two weeks to see who wins. Um, but Monroe in the best position there. And then Lafayette won their game, so just keeping them in it. And then some, and then getting into the late action, Utah beats Oregon. They are they're at the top of the South Division at five and three. Arizona and Arizona State each at four and three, so just less games played for the two of them. Or Arizona is actually, I mean. Made a snake there. No, Arizona was off this week. Yeah, Arizona was off this week. So Utah at the top there will either play Washington or Washington State if they can win through the rest of the season. Um, another game out of the conference USA, FIU trying to trying to make it in there. They won against UTSA 45 to 7. And they're a game behind Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee 5 and 1, FIU 4 and 1. And then 
Uh, Cincinnati beat USF. So uh, South Florida now three and two. Or, so South Florida out of the race for the East, and Cincinnati at five and one, game behind UCF, tied with Temple. Uh, Temple has the tiebreaker over them. So, but if Cincinnati wins next week and they win out and if they upset UCF, the 22 game win streak, they end that. Then if they win the game after that, they will win the East if Temple loses as well. So this game between Cincinnati and UCF, very important. Um, has very, very strong implications for the rest of the season. Uh, number five, Georgia beats number 24, Auburn, 27 to 10. Number seven, LSU beats Arkansas, 24 to 17. Two teams just playing for, or Georgia already in the SEC championship, just playing out the season, as is LSU. LSU just trying to get into a good bowl game or the ranked seventh, so possibly back into the college football playoff, seeing, seeing how the rest of the season goes. Uh, Texas advances to five and two in the conference after beat, beating Texas Tech. Uh, 41 to 34. So Texas has been struggling with some losses, but are still in the race. Uh, tied with Iowa State, a game behind Oklahoma and West Virginia. Uh, UAB beats uh, Southern Miss 26 to 23. And UAB now clinched the West Division in the Conference USA. So they'll they'll play either Middle Tennessee or FIU based on how the Rest of the season goes. Notre Dame continues their undefeated season with a 42 to 13 victory over Florida State. Uh, Clemson clinches the ACC Atlantic with the victory over Boston College. It was between those two teams. Um, they clinched that. And then some Pac 12 games. Um, Stanford beats Oregon State 48-17, to but are out of contention for a division title. And California beats USC, knocking USC out of, out of contention as well. And then in the Mountain West Conference, UNLV beats San Diego State, which does not keep San Diego State out of contention. It just makes it a little bit harder for them at 4-2 in the conference behind Fresno State at 5-1. Nevada in the same Division in the West beat Colorado State 49 to 10, knocking Colorado State out of the race for the Mountain Division. And Nevada at 4 and 2 still has a chance in the West. So that was the action of the week. And another actual game I wanted to mention at, since I'm recording this on Wednesday. Uh, this, this week, this week 12 has already started a Tuesday night game in the MAC between Western Michigan and Ball State. Uh, Western Michigan needed to win this one as well as beat Northern Illinois to have a shot at winning their division. But Ball State wins. Um, Western Michigan went for two to win it in overtime. They failed to convert. They were short on their attempt. So Northern Illinois clinches the MAC West. So they will play either Buffalo or Ohio in that game, or that will be decided this week as well. Um, Buffalo will play Ohio on Ohio's home turf, and Buffalo at 6-0 and in the conference plays Ohio, who's 4-2. and So if Ohio loses this game, they're out of it, but if they 
win it, they'll have the tiebreaker. And if they win their next game, they will win the... Or the only way, the only way for Ohio to win the MAC East is to win these next two games and for Buffalo to lose the next two. But Buffalo has Ohio, and then they have, after that, playing Bowling Green. Bowling Green not doing so well. So it looks like or Buffalo is favored to win that game. It's at Bowling Green, though, so see if that gives Bowling Green enough momentum to win the game. It, but most likely not. Ohio plays a good Akron team, though. So, um, so we'll see. We'll see if Thanksgiving weekend is generous to Ohio and can help them go atop the conference. So that was all the action of the week. Um, so a little bit about, um, who is still left in contention and what they'd need to do to win the win their share of a conference title or or win their division or or play in the conference championship game. So starting off in the ACC, it was already already decided that Clemson won the Atlantic. They they have the Atlantic Division crown. Coastal now is strictly up to Pittsburgh and Virginia. So this week, Pittsburgh will play Wake Forest um, on the road. Pittsburgh is favored in the game. And Virginia will play an out of, or they'll play Georgia Tech. So, and Georgia Tech is favored in that one. So, and then after that, Virginia has Virginia Tech. And Pittsburgh has a game against Miami in Miami. So definitely some tough games um, coming up for the two teams. Pittsburgh at 5-1 and one is ahead of Virginia. So if Pittsburgh wins out, they're good. The way for Virginia to the way for Virginia to win the coastal division is because Pittsburgh's already beat them. Virginia needs to Virginia needs to win out. If Virginia loses a game, if they win one, lose one, they'll be 5 and 3 by the end of the season. And since Pittsburgh won, Pittsburgh will have that tiebreaker and they'll win regardless of what they do. So Pittsburgh can lose the rest of their games as long as Virginia loses one, they're fine. But if Virginia beats both teams, and Pittsburgh loses both times, that is the way for Virginia to get into the conference championship game. So pretty easy scenario there. Um, and a little bit tougher to play out is the American Athletic. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, it, it's still a three-way race. <clears throat> UCF um, does have the game against Cincinnati. This week, this weekend, it's a night game on ABC. So, congrats for both teams having good enough seasons to get themselves on there. But UCF, with a win, to, with a win in this game, would be seven and zero. Cincinnati would be five and two, thus making them, thus taking them out of the picture entirely. But now UCF already beat Temple, as well. So if UCF wins this game, they will 
have the East crown. But Cincinnati wins this game against UCF. They will be, they will have the tiebreaker over UCF. So then, regardless of UCF wins after that at South Florida, Cincinnati will have it. But Temple makes it a little bit tricky there because if Temple wins, if Temple wins their game, then they're also in the race. So if Temple, so if Cincinnati beats UCF and Temple wins their game, then Temple would actually move up to the first spot. And then and then if Temple and Cincinnati win their next games, or it's a, it's a little bit it's a little bit tricky. Um, basically, is what I'm getting at. Um, as is as is in the West, um, it's a three way tie: Houston, SMU, Tulane, and Memphis. Um, so wide open there. Uh, Oklahoma, West Virginia, Texas, and Iowa State. So yeah, sorry, I thought I thought I'd have that a little bit more in my mind, but. The American Athletic, basically what I'll say, is very still wide open, and there's a lot that needs to happen for each team to have a chance to win there. So I'll get into the Big 12, and in the Big 12, it's a little bit, or uh, it's Oklahoma, West Virginia at 6-1 each, West Virginia on the road against Oklahoma State, Oklahoma at home against Kansas, heavily favored there, 36-point favorites. Um, and then Iowa State and Texas will actually play each other this week. Um, so the winner of Iowa State and Texas will be six and or will be seven and two or six and two. The loser will be five and three. And that will that will ultimately so if Oklahoma and West Virginia win their games, then the loser of Texas and Iowa State will be out of the picture. So, very crucial game for Texas and Iowa State. Um, Texas lost to West Virginia, but beat Oklahoma. And Iowa State has, see if I can find this. Iowa State beat West Virginia, yes, and they – I want to – finding out if they've played Oklahoma yet or if they have yet to play them. Um Um, Iowa State has slow phone. I'm sorry. I'm trying to look this up. Iowa State lost to Oklahoma. Yeah. Okay. So, so Iowa State lost to Oklahoma, beat West Virginia. So they're they're definitely in it. Texas lost to West Virginia, beat Oklahoma. So. They're not they're not out of it, but if one of them loses then and Oklahoma and West Virginia win, then they're out of it. So 
Big 12 can be decided for the most part this week. Um, so there. Uh, and then in the Big 10, it's obviously a little bit easier. Uh, Michigan and Ohio State in the East are the last two remaining teams playing for that crown. Um, Northwestern in the West has already clinched. Um, and for Michigan and Ohio State, it's – for Ohio State, it relies on them winning this next game. Ohio State plays Maryland on the road. They're favored by 14-and-a-half. And Michigan plays Indiana at home. They are favored by 28 points. So both teams favored to win their games. Michigan would be 8-and-0. Ohio State would be 7-and-1. So if Michigan wins and Ohio State loses, they win the East. If Ohio State wins, Michigan loses. It still comes down to the next week's game between Michigan and Ohio State, which is in Columbus um, on Fox at 12 p.m. my time, Eastern time. Um, and Ohio- Michigan has not beaten – Ohio State in Columbus since 2000. So, but they've got a great team this year. They got a good quarterback, good running back, great defense. Um, so this could be the year that Michigan finally beats Ohio State. They haven't beat them in a while. Uh, I forget exactly when the last time Michigan beat Ohio State was, but they haven't beat them in Columbus since 2000. I know that for sure. So, so in the Big Ten. Um, for Ohio State to get to the conference championship, they need to win next week, and they need to beat Michigan, which is very tough. Maryland, a struggling team, but Ohio State has played some pretty pretty poor games. They, they lost to Purdue by 29, and Purdue just got blown out by Minnesota, and they, lost, they almost lost to Penn State, and Penn State's been struggling, so... We'll see if Ohio State can piece something together. For Ohio State to win that game against Michigan, you're going to need to play good defense, contain Shea Patterson, not let him run. Um, That's been something that Shea has been adding to his game recently. He's been able to run the ball pretty well and add to that offense. Karan Higdon's been running well, as has Chris Evans, and and all their running backs have been running well. Uh, And Ohio State's been struggling running the ball. so they'll try to try to open up their offense a little bit more and try to get that running attack. Definitely key for them to win that game. And Haskins passing the ball, that can't be something they rely on solely. Um, we'll see if that is what they have to rely on. And then in so then out of the Big Ten and into the Conference USA, the East has been dwindled down to FIU and Middle Tennessee. Uh, Middle Tennessee has an out-of-conference game against Kentucky. So so they have a break from the Conference USA action, but definitely (laughs) definitely not from a tough game. Kentucky very, very good this year, Um, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, FIU actually beat Middle Tennessee, so... Um, so if FIU wins out, um, FIU at five and one middle Tennessee at six and one. So FIU needs to win out to have a shot. Um, 
or FIU can lose one and win one. They have at Charlotte, which um, they have at Charlotte and then versus Marshall. FIU is favored by five and a half points, but could still be a very close game. And then they have a home game against Marshall. Uh, on the other hand, Middle Tennessee has a game uh, next weekend, not this weekend, against UAB. They'll, they'll play UAB at home, but UAB is or UAB has clinched the West. So Middle Tennessee has a tough game. And if FIU wins one, loses one, they'll have the East. So things could shape up interestingly there. And like I mentioned, UAB won the West. So that is already decided. So going into the MAC, I already talked about it a little bit. Buffalo and Ohio are the two teams there. Uh, Buffalo has been dominating in the MAC and just in uh, football entirely. They're nine and one, six and zero oh in the conference. Ohio six and four, and four and two in the conference. And as I mentioned before, Ohio needs to beat Buffalo. They get to play at home, so that's good for them. And then they need to beat. Then the next week, Ohio needs to beat Akron as well. Luckily, these are two home games for them. Buffalo has two road games against Ohio and Bowling Green, so. It's just who can finish the season off stronger. Ohio has very slim odds to win the division, but if they play well, they definitely have a shot. Um, and in the West, it's Northern Illinois clinching after Western Michigan losing last night against Ball State. Northern Illinois has a home game against Miami of Ohio uh, tonight, actually. Um, and then next week, Northern Illinois will play Western Michigan on the road. So for them, it's just seeing how they can finish the season. They're seven and three on the season. So I'll probably we'll try to up that record to nine and three by the end with two wins at the end. And then in the mountain West, uh, it's another wide open race. Uh, uh, Utah state and Boise state um, each in the race for the mountain. And They, Utah State and Boise State will play each other next Saturday. Um, Boise State will be home in that one. Uh, and then this week, so that one will be a deciding factor if Boise State can win this week. They play at New Mexico on Friday, but they're favored by 19.5 points. And Utah State plays Colorado State on the road as well. Both teams on the road, but heavily favored. Utah State by 28 points. So if they win like they're supposed to these this next week, then it is entirely up to who wins the game at the end of the season. So like college football does a lot, they're, they've made it interesting for us. <laughs> Both teams have a shot, and we'll see who finishes the season stronger. And then in the West, it is Fresno State in first at 5-1, and one, followed by San Diego State and Nevada. Fresno State plays San Diego State this week at home, favored by 12.5 points. Uh, San Diego State, known for their running attack. It hasn't been what it needs to be. Their quarterbacks don't really throw the ball all that well. So if Fresno State wins this game, then San Diego State is out of the picture entirely. Um, and then as well, if Fresno State wins this game, then and the, Fresno State's already beat Nevada, so then Nevada would be out of it too. So for San Diego State and Nevada, that relies on San Diego State beating Fresno State. 
and then winning their last game of the season. Uh, San Diego State has... They lost to Nevada. So if Nevada... And then so Nevada plays San Jose State at or on the road. Uh, they're favored by 14 points. So if they win this game, San Diego State wins, and then Nevada and San Diego State win next week, then it's Nevada, um, San Diego State, hoping they can beat Fresno State, then win next week, and Nevada can lose so they can have a shot. Um, so that's the Mountain West. It's a little bit uh, tricky. There's a lot of outcomes that can happen. Um, so moving on to the Pac-12, um, it's Washington State and Washington. Washington State has a home game against Arizona late on Saturday. And Washington at home against Oregon State favored by 33 points. Washington State only favored by nine. So if both teams win, then it comes down to next week. Um, if Washington loses, they are – if Washington loses and Washington State wins, then Washington's out of the out of the race and Washington State wins it regardless of what happens next week. Washington State would be 7-1 and one in the conference after this week. Washington would be 5-3. and three. And next week, if even if Washington beat Washington, Washington State, it would still be Washington, Washington State in the conference championship. But Washington State has the are ranked ranked eighth last week, still ranked eighth. And they want to improve on that. And it's very important that they win went out for the rest of the season. Uh, Utah, Arizona, and Arizona State all in contention. On the other side of that, Arizona plays Washington State, though, so tough road for them. Utah on the road against Colorado. Colorado's been struggling. Utah missing their quarterback with a broken collarbone. So will be a tough game there. Arizona State on the road against Oregon. Tough game there. So the South still open. Um, but Utah in the lead there. And then the SEC decided it's Georgia versus Alabama, like it was last year. Uh, and then in the Sun Belt, another pretty wide open one, at least on in the West. Uh, UL Monroe at four and two, Louisiana, Lafayette at three and three, and Arkansas State at three and three. Um, but on the other side in the east, it's a little bit clear. It's Troy at six and zero, and Appalachian State at five and one. Uh, both teams favored by over 20. Troy at home against Texas State and Appalachian State at home against Georgia State. Um, so if they win both these games this week, um, they play each other next Saturday, and then the winner of that game would go to the conference championship game. So very – if that was a little bit unclear, um, I am sorry. <laughs> uh, try to go through the best I could maybe next week I can um, maybe try to have it a little bit more uh, well done and have it a little bit more secured in my mind um, but that that was how the conferences look and that's why I wanted to talk about um, and then in and then how the rankings shape up I guess I'll go over that they came out last night. Uh, today's Wednesday. That's the day I'm recording this. Uh, stayed pretty much the same. 
top 10 is the same Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Michigan, Georgia, Oklahoma, LSU, Washington State, West Virginia, and Ohio State. All these teams won, so they stay in the same place. Only difference, Kentucky drops from 11 to 17, thus bringing up UCF and Syracuse to 11 and 12, up one from last week. Florida moves up two from 15 to 13. Uh, Penn State and Texas um, were 19, and or Penn State was 20 and Texas was 19. So Texas was ahead of them, but now Penn State's ahead of Texas. Penn State 14, Texas 15. Iowa State jumped up to 16th from 22nd, so makes their game against Texas a little bit more interesting. Uh, Washington, who had a bye week, moves up 18, moves up to 18th. Uh, Boston College drops to 20th. Mississippi State drops to 21st after their losses. They were 17 and 16th respectively. And then some new players into the college football playoff. Utah from the Pac-12 is in. Northwestern from the Big Ten is in. Utah State and Boise State are in at 23 and 25 from the Mountain West and Cincinnati in from the American Athletic Conference, making the game against UCF that much more entertaining. Cincinnati on the road in that one. That will be a good game. And all of college football will be good this next week. So be sure to watch, definitely. Um, And that will wrap it up for me here. Uh, As always, watch some college football this week. As mentioned, there's some good games that will play key factors in deciding conference champions and the rest of the season. So I will be back next Wednesday for another episode of this uh, podcast. Um, This has been Unranked with Logan Kelleher, and I will talk to you guys again next Wednesday. Thank you for listening, and goodbye.